It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. to another episode of Jacob's Cabin Lost Podcast. <laughs> this is Anna in Indiana. And Denise. And we're back again to talk about Across the Sea for a second time this week. We did an initial reaction show earlier this week, so go back and check that out if you didn't catch that the night of the show. Um, we want to um, touch on a few more points. We, of course, rewatch the episode mm-hmm. to uh, try to pick up on more things. And then, of course, we have wonderful listener feedback to get to in a little while. Um, I think one of the first things we'll do, though, is look at a, a poll that we put on the blog. This was a request on Twitter to put up a poll about what are you doing on May 24th? Which is the day after the series finale. The day after the finale. Which We're not asking not what you're doing for away. the finale. We're asking what are you doing the day after. So, um, it, it's interesting. We had to make six, six different options here. Have to go to school. I have that day free. I have to... I don't have to work. I do have to work. I'm, I'm going to call in sick to work, and I've taken time off from work. So um, 8% of people that voted say they have to go to school. 12% say that they have otherwise arranged their schedule so that they could have that day free, which I think that would be you. Me. I had you in mind. Like, you switched work I, days. That was what I voted for. <laughs> I rearranged my internship so that yes. I didn't have to work that morning. <laughs> That's good. Because they had me scheduled for 6 a.m. the day after the Lost finale. Ooh. And, you know, that just really wasn't no. going to happen. We want the patients to be safe, too. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't tell them why, but I was like, um, can I switch that Monday for Friday? And they're like, sure. And nice. I was like, not going to tell you guys it's for a TV show because then you won't let me do it. Yeah. <laughs> you need to fix your priorities there. <laughs> Uh, 15% said, I don't have to work and I pity those who do. 23% say, I'll be at work listening to podcasts. They must not have to get up that early. Yeah. 15% say, I'm planning to call in sick, skip work, you guys. That's not good if you're in that 15%. Plan ahead. Take the day off. Ask for the day off. Ask for it now so you don't inconvenience your coworkers. Yes. <laughs> and then the, um... Uh, this has the highest percentage. 27% say I've taken time off from work, and that was me. I voted for that one. <laughs> she just raised her hand. I, uh, well, yes, I did. So that poll will still be up on the blog, so if you want to come by and vote on that, you can do that if you are so inclined. We'll have to make another poll that next day. How late did you stay up listening to live <laughs> podcasts after the finale? Stay up? I'm still awake. What are you talking about? <laughs> and it's like Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> What's sleep? Okay, well, let's get back into the episode again, Across the Sea. Um, I have a bunch of questions that I came up with, so I guess we'll just go through go for it. some of these. Um, so, 
fake mommy, which I'm still calling her fake mommy, <laughs> if that's okay. That works. She claims she got there by accident, so are we going to believe this? I don't know. I mean, I was kind of thinking about that when I was doing my rewatch this afternoon. Is that part of, you know, kind of part of the cycle of people accidentally getting to the island? Or was mm -hmm. she some of, you know, the first group to get there? Or was it an accident kind of like Rousseau? Yeah. You know? Like, she got there with a group of people, and then she, you know, she didn't really want them to know that crazy things had happened and that she had somehow had to kill her teammates or something. Yeah. Well, I thought it was interesting what she said to, let's see, I think she was talking to, to Jacob about how they came there, and she said, like, well, you came from me and I came from my mom, and it was just so simplistic. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously... She's leaving a lot of it out because you can't just have a mother there on the island who's just, you know, churning out these babies. You've got to have a father. Hello. So, Maybe they hatched. But the interesting thing, if you really think about it, the boys don't know that. Mm -hmm. All they know is she's there. And then when they're like 13, they see other people on the island, apparently for the first time, which seems really crazy. But, you know, they don't know any better. They haven't had biology class. How would they? They don't know where they came from. Well, I mean, like... They're like, oh, we saw men in the jungle. Well, you've never seen a man before. Oh. <laughs> how, I mean, how would you necessarily even know that word? I guess maybe, I mean, she must have taught them some things. Yeah. I'm assuming they can talk, besides obviously. Besides weaving. Yeah, besides weaving. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I don't know. They have no source of info other than their mother. Yeah. And so she's, she's been able to shape their minds however she wanted. But then, of course, this leads to other questions in my mind about, well, how did Jacob learn all the languages that he knows? We've seen him speak Korean and Russian and English. How do they learn all these other languages? Maybe and... he's just had a really long time. I mean, if that was that long ago, once he, I don't know, maybe once more people started to get there, they left books or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, or he picked it up somehow. Then did she teach him to read? I mean, these are the kinds of questions I wouldn't know. I know. Not really relevant to the show, but I'm just curious. <laughs> because I would love to be able to pick up the languages like that. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. I mean, well, I guess she, you know, she shared the wine with him, and now he's kind of like island protectory and everything. Like, yeah. I wonder if that kind of just imparts worldly knowledge somehow. You know? Yeah. She said, you're you're like me now. Yeah. So, it's like, how? <laughs> how are you like her? Just, you're designated the protector, or you have extra special abilities that come with that? Yeah, You're I not going to die after that point, or what? I don't know. Um, I think it's interesting that she didn't just name the other kid. Why would she not name him? I was kind of thinking about that today, because, you know, Claudia said she only picked out one name. Yeah. Well, the other mother could have picked another name. But well, she chose not to, apparently. But what if, I mean, what if he just doesn't have a name? And they just refer to him as brother. Yeah. But he like, has what no if official name. brother is his name? You know? And yeah. the reason that we've never found out his name is because his actual mom never gave him one. Right. Why wouldn't fake mommy pick a name, though? Why wouldn't she just be like, well, I've always liked this name, and since you're mine, you know, she's, she's taking over their lives. She's taken over control yeah. of them and killed their mother. You'd think that it it'd almost be like staking a claim on them, especially when it turns out to be her favorite son. You'd think she'd yeah. give them a name, but it's like almost like there's something too sacred about it that their mother named them and named one and didn't have a name for the mm -hmm. other that she can't even, you know, she doesn't want to 
mess that up. Yeah, I don't know. I was just kind of thinking since his actual mom didn't give him a name, maybe that's why we've just never found it out. Hmm. Yeah. I also found it interesting that at first, my first impression of fake mommy was, okay, obviously she killed someone, so she's starting to look a little bit evil just from the beginning. But then um, the first time we watched, I, I thought, wow, she must be really mean to the boys because the whole thing with the game where they're yeah, like, don't tell Yeah, I remember you saying mom. that. But then... When I watched it again, I was like, well, that was all the kid in black. He was the one who was like, don't tell mother, she'll take it away. Yeah. And then she was like, of course, it's a gift for me. And she was totally cool about it. So why was he apparently lying to Jacob to make him afraid of their mother? Or to try to cast her in a bad light? I don't know. That's a bad sign early on that he's trying to maybe that to his mother. Maybe he, you know, obviously he didn't know what the real story was, but maybe he always just kind of felt like there was something suspicious or something. Mm. I don't know. He's very willing to believe the ghost of his real mother when she shows yeah. up. I mean, he just, you know, takes a walk with her across the island. Yeah. Apparently he's tempted to go join the other men. That's something that he really wants to do. And so he just takes every word she says. But, I mean, the mother, fake mother, she's a liar too. She says yeah. there's nothing else across the sea. And then she finally admits later, like, well, I came from, you know, it was an act, I got here by an accident, too, meaning she wasn't always there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you know, teenage Jacob really did look a lot like grown-up Jacob, I thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, for sure. Yeah, they got good actors. Um, speaking of which, uh, last night, um, Audibly Lost on Twitter, which is Alex, the guy that came through to do the documentary um, about Lost Podcasters, he tweeted this thing about... Um, some show I hadn't really heard of, it was called Lost Causes on Blog Talk Radio, and they were having I think that I, kid on I for an interview. I saw him tweet that once a long time ago, whenever uh, Widmore was oh. on the show, and I listened for a little oh, yeah. bit, but I, I totally would have listened last night if we'd had the internet working. <laughs> yeah. Well, they had this kid on, and they were like, well, anybody can call in and talk to him. His name's Kenton Duty, that plays young Jacob. And so, you know, I went over there and I called in and got to ask him some questions. So that was really cool. Um, I had to write out the questions because I was like trying to remember them as I was on the phone. But um, I was asking him about um, that smile that he smiled Mm -hmm. a couple episodes ago. And he said they just had him do a bunch of different faces and they picked the one they liked best. And I was like, oh, because I thought that was a really good, creepy smile, like a knowing smile. Um, And then I asked him if... They actually had rules for the game as they were playing on the show, and they said that between um, the four of them, they basically made it up, because he was like, well, we had four of them. The the adult, Jacob and Man in Black, um, and the kid, Jacob and Man in Black, they made up their own rules. Like, they were like, well, we have these four sticks, and we throw them, and so we decided if they land like this, then you move like this, so they made up their own rules. So (laughs) That's that's awesome. pretty cool. And um, he was telling me about the turtle. I asked about the turtle that's in a scene where um, Kid in Black is sitting on the beach and the mother comes up and talks about the game and there's like a turtle in the background. Because at first I thought, is that turtle dead? And we're showing, or it's like dying on the beach and he's not compassionate because he's not helping it back into the (laughs) ocean. But he said the turtle just happened to show up and they thought it was so cool they wanted to get in the shot. Oh, that's awesome. So they got in the shot. So that was cool. And there went my theory about, you know, (laughs) man in black and compassion. But whatever. (laughs) I'm glad he can dispel that. And I asked him also about Jacob learning other languages and what he thought about that. I was like, this is just pure speculation. Um, and then he was also telling me that they hunted a live boar in the scene with the boar hunt. Oh, wow. And its name was Babe. Aww. So I asked him if they said, that'll do, pig. 
but apparently they didn't. I'm not sure if he got that reference. Um, that <laughs> young. movie might have been out before he was born. I'm sure it probably was. Because he, what, just turned, he 15, turned 15 yesterday? He yeah. So, but that was really cool to get to talk to him, and I can put up a link to that. Um, if people are worried about spoilers, there were some very light spoilers at the beginning of the show as I was listening to it, so I'd, you know, wait a couple weeks <laughs> until loss is over if you're worried about little spoilerish things, but it wasn't bad at all. And, you know, it doesn't affect my theorizing at all, so don't worry about me being spoiled in any way. Lost is over in ten days. Oh, dear, don't say that. Oh, my okay. God. Okay. I just realized that. <laughs> don't say it. <laughs> um, all right, one other note that I had is the kid in black said that the light was beautiful when they looked into the tunnel with the mm -hmm. light the first time. And that reminded me of Locke when he came back from... Um, seeing the smoke monster face to face for the first time. And he said, I looked into the eye of the island and what I saw was beautiful. I was like, are they seeing the same thing at all? Or is this totally different? I mean, what Ooh. if the smoke monster took him and showed him That reminded me of something. Um, whenever, whenever fake mommy was telling Jacob to go get the firewood before it rained. That was weird. I mean, Locke always knew when it was going to rain. Yes. And fake mommy knew when it was going to rain too. That whole scene was weird though because it's like... That was that was the part where she knew she'd made Man in Black mad. Yeah. And it's like she knew she was going to die because it was like an extra, extra kind of syrupy, like, yeah. I'll get some wood, okay, I'll see you later. But, I mean, it, it really made me question since, you know, since Locke was always so happy when it rained and here mm -hmm. she is just knowing already that it's going to rain. Mm. Connection with the weather. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Um... So, what do you think it means when they said that if the light goes out there, it goes out everywhere? Is that worldwide, island-wide? Is that in every pocket that they found on the island? Because Man in Black said they found a bunch of these spots on the mm -hmm. island where metal behaved strangely. And they dug in those spots. Um, I would think at minimum, all of those spots, the yeah. light would go out. But I don't know if it would go out around the world. Do you think that the fact that it went from being the warm, golden light to being a cold, bluish light... Do you think that's the equivalent of it going out, or is that just it being changed into something else and something else would have to happen for it to be out completely? My guess is that that's it changing rather than going out. Hmm. So maybe it would go out if Man Like, this is the connection I can't make in my mind. Why is Man in Black so tied to the island that if he left, it would cease to be? Or is that a lie on Widmore's part? I have no idea. <laughs> oh. I have no clue. Yeah. And another question I have, why does it have to be just one of the boys to protect the light? Why can't it be both of them? Because it basically set them up to be rivals at that moment. You know, one of them's going to be the favored one. One of them's yeah. going to be the one that's chosen to protect it. Why couldn't they work together? You'd think that two guys against the other guys on the island would be better than one guy against all the other people on the island. Well, and anyone who happened to come there. I mean, I, I guess I kind of see it as... Being the protector of the light is kind of like being in a position of power. And, you know, throughout history, we see a lot of struggles happening because people <laughs> want power, you know, wars, murders, stuff like that. Yeah. So I think that having two people to do that important job would just, I mean, that would predispose them to want to fight each other. I wonder how much the mother actually does, though, to protect the light. I have no idea. Because she... I mean, maybe she could kind of hide it from people. Yeah, and she seemed to be able to kill people, but she didn't kill people over the light. 
she killed people over... Well, I mean, I guess she kind of did because they were digging down into it. They were going to tap into it with the frozen donkey wheel. They really like skull fractures for killing <laughs> in this episode. Mm. You know, she bashed in Claudia's head. Eesh. And then she bashed Man in Black's, <laughs> the back of his head, That's into true. the wall. Oh. <laughs> she's, a, she's a big fan of, of the skull fracture. Yeah. Hmm. And that's a pretty barbaric way to go about things, you know? Mm-hmm. Because if you don't die right away, you are going to suffer really bad. Well, she didn't appear to hurt Man in Black that bad, just knocked him out. But you saw all the blood running down his back whenever yeah. he woke up from yeah, that. Yeah, there was some blood. But he didn't seem to be injured very much beyond just some blood. like surface. Yeah. I don't know. It was interesting that Jacob said about the mother, she's never going to die. And the Man in Black said, everything dies. Mm -hmm. I had to wonder, is that true? That she's never going to die? Does he know she's immortal? Has she not aged? Because she didn't appear to age when we saw her. I mean, they could have aged her 30 years and made her look 30 years older, but she looked the same to me through I the thought she looked a little bit older. Did I mean, you? not much. I, I mean, not nothing drastic. Like, she didn't have, like, a bunch of gray hair or anything, but I thought that just a quality in her face seemed maybe a little harder or older. Hmm. And I was thinking that that might have had something to do with just her being separated from Man Kid Black. in Black. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that would do that. When she went to visit him when he was in the frozen donkey wheel chamber, she almost seemed to just appear. Yeah. Because there was a ladder right there, and we don't see her climbing down. And it, just imagine a ladder like that. Surely it would have been really creaky if you would climb would down. I so. And he was totally surprised when she appeared down there, standing you know, on the other side of the ladder, and he whipped around with a knife, like... I mean, can she just kind of, like, appear places like dead Jacob can? Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Or, like, um, Locke. Yeah. Smokey Locke can. And I asked that on Twitter, and I said, do you think she really did? And I got in a conversation, I think it was Methodic John, who pointed out to me that when she was killed by Man in Black, he didn't give her a chance to speak first. Um... And we've seen that when Locke got to speak first, oh, yeah. he couldn't be harmed. Yeah. But maybe, um, if even if she was some sort of creature that could transport herself down there and kind of move around like Locke does, um, if she had some special ability like that, then if she didn't talk first, then maybe hmm. she could be killed. But if she had talked or seen him, and that's why he had to surprise her and kill her like that. Yeah. I don't know. She was contemplating the Black Rock. And so I think she was kind of expecting it. Hmm. Why did she say thank you? I think maybe she wanted to be released from that. You know, like maybe she's she's been there and she's been doing that for, you know, maybe hundreds of years or something. Possibly. And it, it was a release for her to finally be free from mm -hmm. it. That, I, I I, that was my understanding. Yeah, I could see that. And she already passed the torch to Jacob. Yeah. And we've already, I mean, we've just discussed how there probably can't be two of them together for very long. Yeah. Protecting it, but, you know. That's my understanding of it anyways. It was interesting how unwilling Jacob was to actually take over the role. I know, he was kind of whiny in that part. <laughs> he was, but, you know, he's grown up basically alone just with his mother. So. Yeah. Mm, poor guy. Um, and the light, I think, grew on me the second time I watched the episode, because first I thought, that's kind of hokey, but then the <laughs> second time I watched it, I was like, I like the way it's shining out of the ground, and it makes me think of the light from the hatch, and okay. Locke, and Locke pounding on the door. Okay, Just, you know, I can see that. Sources of light that give people hope, basically. Mm -hmm. um, 
and there was also an interesting contrast between man in black wearing shoes and Jacob being barefoot because we've seen all the others be barefoot except I guess there's one other who wears shoes but you know just the yeah, whole man contrast in black did like have whose some people are you little with? tiny sandals I think I remember mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah I do remember seeing his little sandals but from that one screen cap uh, Jacob has some shoes, right? Yeah, someone put a screen cap on our Facebook wall where Jacob's wearing the little... Um, Vibram five finger shoes. The little finger shoes that I guess runners wear and I don't know what they're made out of. Uh, they're supposed to make it so that you can just ever so slightly protect your feet and have it be as close to barefoot running as possible. Yeah, so I guess just to protect his feet, but it made it into some of the shots in the episode. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> yeah, those... those uh, the, if you've never seen them, they look kind of like toe socks, but they're <laughs> shoes, and they freak me out really bad. They look weird in the store. If you see them on the shelf, you're like, what's that? There's individual toes. <laughs> I've seen people walking around town with them on. Oh, that's weird. And the first time I was like, dude, what's that? I think I would want them if I were acting in the jungle. Yeah. Stepping on sticks and in Because I don't like to touch things stuff. with my feet. It grosses me out. Yeah, I think I would definitely <laughs> wear those. <laughs> Just try not to get them in the scene, but oops. <laughs> um, my last point is... With the frozen donkey wheel, he says he's making a system that channels the water and the light. This is sort of the most scientific part, because we're always trying to figure out, like, what in the show is science working itself out, what is more fantasy sci-fi magic working itself out, and this seems to be almost some sort of scientific contraption that they're building that they're tapping into these resources on the island. I'm picturing it like a really big wooden version of Mousetrap. <laughs> you but know? then you turn it and you basically pass through the wall. And did you think it looked like in the back of the tunnel with the light when Man in Black floated back there? It was like a wall back there, right? And he just sort of disappeared. Well, I was kind of... This is going to be really hard to translate without people seeing hand movements and stuff. <laughs> but it kind of looked like, you know, the water was flowing towards a wall. And, then and it, it didn't stop, but it went down. So, I mean, there was a very thin thing. So maybe there was some sort of, like, internal waterfall back there. Hmm. And that's where it looked like all the water in his body kind of got sucked into. It was hard to tell if he, yeah, like, he automatically just dropped down suddenly there. Or if he went through the wall. Because then he was laying, I mean, that wasn't a really, like, turbid, it was not a creek full of rapids throwing its body all over the place. Yeah. But he ends up kind of on top of some rocks with his yeah. arm draped on a tree. So... How did that happen? Because the creek is very calm. It's not going to just deposit him there like that. They just, like, spit him out and... Okay, so <laughs> another question is, you know, we see them watching the black rock coming and stuff, and, and they want to kill each other, and and we assumed that Man in Black was alive at that time. But that's way after he got thrown into the tunnel. So how is he taking that form? Yeah, I mean, like... Oh my god. What if what we saw in this episode was the beginning of the Flash Sideways world? Somehow or something. Um... I I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I just thought of that like three seconds ago. That's crazy. But I don't... I mean, I how, how would so. he have... How would that have happened if he's dead already? I think for it to be the Flash Sideways world, which seems to be not influenced by them, they would both have to die normal deaths and not be that. I know, but don't you think think that's kind of weird? Yeah, I think maybe what happened is he became smoky, basically. And, of course, he'd have to learn 
what he was capable of, and at some point he figured out, hey, I can take on human forms. I'll take on the shape that I used to have as a human, because that's Do you think that fake mommy was smoky before? Uh, I don't know, because that would mean she went in the tunnel, but when he went in the tunnel, the light went out. Yeah. So there couldn't be a light, I think, if she was smoky, unless it grows back over time. Well, Colin had a theory that I didn't say on the initial reaction, because I guess I didn't really get it at the time, so I'm going to try to relay it. Okay. But he was thinking that, you know, maybe the smoke monster is not actually Man in Black. That the smoke monster existed before Man in Black, and once Man in Black died in real life, it can take his form. Hmm. And so it... Did it pick up his personality, and maybe it's the first one it had, so it's sort of the dominant personality, but it also scans other people. We've seen it pick up other people's knowledge. He didn't say that, but I could see that happening. You know, like, here's the first body you inhabit, so you're going to pick up the most from that, because that's probably the body he has been in the most for all time. Yeah, and that's what he would know right away. If you didn't know anything else, if you didn't take the body of somebody, you know, nice and a person of faith like John Locke, if you didn't take his body first... Yeah. Then you'd think that was normal. And so you'd do the kinds of things that the man in black wanted to do. And then maybe pick up bits and pieces of other people, be able to imitate them. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of like that. So, do you think now still that we're ever going to find out man in black's name? I don't think so. I mean, does it even matter? I don't think it really matters. I think we'll just have to call him man in black forever and it'll be mysterious and it'll go down in, in history. I was almost thinking it, it'd be so funny, you know, because everyone's like, oh, it's probably Esau or whatever, or, you know, some, it's the devil or something. What if his name is, like, Steve? <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. what if it's, like, Steve any, or any Bob? Any name at this point, any name would almost be disappointing. It kind of would. Because somebody would be like, oh, you know, that's my uncle's name, or that's my brother's name, and that's, that's just boring. <laughs> be like, well, Man in Black, um, you're a little confused, but your name is actually Anna. What? (laughs) (laughs) That'd be really weird. (laughs) Wouldn't it, though? Although, it would be kind of interesting if his name was John. Or Darleton. No, but (laughs) what if it was John and that's why he ended up as Locke's body? That would be weird. Yeah. Because, I mean, Jacob doesn't really seem like that much of an old-timey And if they were speaking Latin, is Jacob really a Latin name? It'd be more like Jacobus, like Ricardus. Yeah. Like Jacobo, Jacobus, I don't know Latin, really, but... (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I don't know. I I did like actually getting to see some more Latin on there. Mm -hmm. I thought that was pretty neat. And some of it I could understand, Mm -hmm. so that was exciting. But at Mm -hmm. the very beginning... Man, I got nothing out of those words. But, you know, when she was asking, you know, what's your name and stuff like that, like, I could figure that out. And I was like, yeah. yay, Latin! Yeah. Because I've always wanted to learn Latin. You Others know, 101. In my spare time. Cool. All right, so I think that wraps up what we had to say. We've got some great feedback coming up, so we'll be back in just a minute. First up, we have four voicemails. The first one from Trent. Top of the morning, Anna and Denise. This is Trent from the Manners Cast. I, uh, I'm just calling in with some thoughts on the last episode with the origin story of Jacob and his uh, brother, apparently. Uh, I'll call him Doug. 
Jacob and Doug. And it's, it's very exciting that we got a few answers. Who are Adam and Eve? What do the black and white stones mean? Jacob and Doug are brothers. What's the? Are, are they protecting the island? But I think the writers have kind of an inside joke with themselves where they're thinking, man, why do they all want answers? They just want answers, answers, answers. Crazy listeners. So we'll give them answers. But then they just raise a whole bunch of other questions like who were the people that were on the island digging the wells and who were who's the mom and where'd she come from and blah blah so anyway kind of kind of entertaining just to think about it from the writer's perspective but i had a couple of questions for you guys do you think that jacob and doug's mother was infected Uh, because she kind of acted a little bit like claire I don't know, maybe maybe kind of the Rousseau syndrome where she's just been by herself so long that she's a weirdo. Or uh, she was infected. So curious to hear what you think about that. And what was up with the uh, with Doug turning into the smoke monster and then suddenly he's the embodiment of evil. I'm not sure where all that comes from. See if you guys can maybe look back and shed some light on why in the world he's the embodiment of evil. Uh, Because he came from off the island. He wasn't a bad kid. Didn't seem like a bad kid. Maybe a, a technological junkie. I'm not sure. And then suddenly Jacob kills him and throws him into the light pit and dugs the uh, smoke monster. Yeah, I don't I don't see him being like the embodiment of evil at, at that point. So anywho, thanks for all you do. Take care and we will uh, talk to you soon. Go lost. Thanks, Trent. Those were some really good questions that you brought up. Any I like thoughts? the name Doug. <laughs> Yeah. Um, my first thought with uh, the black and white stones, mm-hmm. um, I think that, you know, whenever we saw the scale and the black and white stones in the cave mm-hmm. and he throws one of them away, I wonder if it's more just the black and white stones remind him of the game and maybe it's not the whole, like, good versus evil on a scale, blah, blah, blah. It's just like, oh, well, my brother played that color. So it's like, look, I won the game overall. Hmm. So you're saying that white isn't necessarily good and black isn't necessarily bad? Quite possibly. But black is definitely associated with man in black. Yeah. Um, and when the kids played the game, man in black played with the black pieces. Mm-hmm. And Jacob played with the white pieces, always. So mm-hmm. That's interesting. Um, and actually, why don't we just go really quickly to this other poll we had up on our blog. Hispanic Chris and in the challenge last week. Of yeah, that was a good. Whose side are you on? Especially yeah, with question. this episode being right afterwards. Yeah, <laughs> definitely, definitely could have changed your opinion one way or the other. So the poll on the blog was, whose side are you on, Man in Black or Jacob? We have fifty-seven votes on it right now, and there are twelve votes for Man in Black. That's twenty-one percent, and forty-five votes for Jacob. So with the whole white black thing in balance here, the light side, Jacob's side is definitely the side that most people seem to be favoring. I wonder I wonder if when they voted on this has 
much of a difference because I mean I mean with this episode I was a little bit more sympathetic for the man in black and understanding why he kind of wants to go home whereas before he just seemed like this evil guy you know it's like he's bad he's bad he's bad and now it's like well maybe he really does just want to find out his own personal history but he doesn't even know what or where his home is. It seems so strange to be so set on it when you don't even know what it is. It could be worse than where you already are. I know, but, it, I mean, it, it's the unknown, I think. I mean, I, you know, I wasn't adopted, but I would think that even if I was, I would still be curious about where mm-hmm. I came from. Yeah. Well, if that's the case, then it kind of goes against what we were saying earlier about is the, is the smoke monster something different than actually Man in Black himself? Yeah. Completely. Because then why would he have such strong desires? I mean, that was Man in Black's thing. Yeah. But Smokey seems to be tied to the island a lot more. Why would he want to leave and go home? Unless yeah. Unless he's, you know, still just dwelling on the things that Man in Black wanted. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Um, and Trent's question about, um, is Smokey somehow the embodiment of evil and how did he become that way, I guess that has to do with what she said about there being a little bit of light inside every man and there's uh-huh. this light in there and you can't take any more of it or the light will go out. Um, I just see it like maybe the light is is goodness somehow mm-hmm. and then it either got tainted or extinguished when yeah. Man in Black's body went through there. So Smokey is either... Like, the balance to that, where the light goes out and then the dark escapes, Mm -hmm. or it took something from the man in black as he floated through there. He ended up dead, but it took out of him the evil nature of man, or his corrupt nature, because he was with other corrupt men. He described them as being greedy and all those other things. Yeah, that is true. So it either took that out of him, and that sort of soaked into whatever force was in there, and turned it all evil, Mm -hmm. possibly. Or just released it somehow. It was in there, but it was being held back by the light. I don't know. I guess those are a couple options to think about. And I also like Trent's question about fake mommy. Is she infected or not? Yeah, I I hadn't thought of that until when I said it, you know, like 20 minutes ago. But (laughs) I really kind of like that idea the more I I think about it, you Mm -hmm. know? It would make a lot of sense. Crazy. Mm -hmm. And he did compare her to Claire. Doesn't mean she's infected, but, you know probability odds are probably pretty good on the island (laughs) i wonder i wonder what her native language would be because you know rousseau english was not her native language came got infected got crazy killed people Mm -hmm. had a baby you know i mean she didn't have the baby but she took the baby Mm -hmm. so i don't know i just wonder if there's more connections to her and rousseau than than we know about yet there's a lot of parallels yeah what would infect her just being on the island? Was there some other force? Whatever know. was there before her? Whatever made her protector of the island? And then why isn't, like, Jacob infected? You know. Or was it Man in Black that was infected? I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't, don't really see that. But I don't know. She possibly could But have been, I don't yes. think that we can discount it completely yeah. yet. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. It's a good question. All right. Thanks, Trent. Next up, Scotty Six. And I'm Denise. Scotty Six, New Jersey. I just listened to a little bit of your initial reaction show. I'm not sure if you guys are doing a regular show this week, but just uh, my quick comment is I'm really angry at the writers for editing in uh, the old footage from season one because they usually trust us. They didn't trust us. 
But other than that, I am probably going to be one of the few people that really like this episode. Um, I was thinking that it maybe could have come a little earlier in the season, but then I keep thinking, and I know you'll appreciate this, about Star Wars. Um, when you have the kind of downer ending and really sort of, you know, hopeless ending like we had last week, just like the end of uh, Empire, you need a little breather. And you think about what Return of the Jedi did. You had, you know, the beginning of Return of the Jedi with, with Han and, and on Tatooine and everything uh, is a little bit of a break from the overall main story, and it sort of takes a little side story because really Han and Leia, you know, important, but not, not Luke and Anakin. So maybe that's what they're doing here with giving us a little pause before we really get going. Um, and, Denise, I'm going to call you out because Alice and Janney is from a lot more stuff than just 10 Things I Hate About You. Uh, she was on West Wing for the whole show. It was awesome. She's been in a bazillion good movies, including um, Drop Dead Gorgeous and Big Night and a bunch of really, 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 really good movies. Um, not that I think 10 Things I Hate About You is the worst movie ever, uh, even though it is a teeny bopper retelling of Shakespeare, but that's another story. But anyway, Allison Janney, awesome actress. My wife and I both screamed when she came on the screen. So anyway, thanks, ladies. I'm not sure if you'll do the show this week, but I'll be listening if you do. Bye. <laughs> Thanks, Scotty. Um, all of the things that you said that Allison, Jenny, or Janny has been in, I've never seen a single one of them. I haven't. And, either. you know, I've heard that West Wing is really cool. But, in my defense, I first saw 10 Things I Hate About You when I was like 18. And I just loved every second of that movie. And I can talk along with it. And I've seen it like 100,000 times. And, so. Scotty, you should have seen it. She was pointing her pen <laughs> at the computer screen as you were saying that, like, with this look, like, don't you say that. Don't you I, it was great. Yeah, you know, everyone has, like, the cheesy movies that they just really love. Mm-hmm. No, I mean,. Like, obviously, not the greatest movie, but I just love it to pieces. And if that's what you've seen her in, that's what you've seen her in. Yeah. So there. <laughs> um, I agree with Scotty Six about the stuff in the cave that was edited in. Yeah, I thought that was like, a little oh, a little cheap, too. We know. We're on the lookout for Adam and Eve. Yeah. We know. But um, Audibly Lost on Twitter, Alex again, he edited out those scenes and put it on YouTube without the season one footage. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of cool to watch. Um just see it without that and just see Jacob laying his family to rest, basically. Yeah. I think it was a lot more powerful that way. Yeah, because that was kind of cheap and lame. It's like, do It you... took away from Jacob and his story and what yeah. he was doing and feeling at that time. And it was like, her, 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 guys, look at this. Yeah, that's so cool. And it was like, yeah, we, we got that. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for calling in Scotty Six, and uh, we'll look forward to hearing from you again, I'm sure. We'll move along now. Our next voicemail is from Methodic John. Hey, it's Matthew John, and I'm calling in about Across the Sea. Across the Sea, Beyond the Sea? i got to look that up. Um, this is a great episode, honestly. Um, if, I, uh, if I didn't see another Lost episode, this kind of was enough to really uh, push back some of the frustrations that I had with continuity and just kind of corniness from prior parts of the season. Right now I'm on like a lost high, and um, it just feel great, you know. It was a good episode. Just a lot of things, you know, kind of came together. Uh, I watched episodes one through five earlier today, and um, just kind of was great to see it all weave together. Um, a lot of things looking at one through five that kind of make sense now, uh, or make more sense. Um, with, you know, the smoky situation, in, in my opinion. 
But just wanted to make sure I got this voicemail in because uh, last week I was, uh, I guess, a little too late. And, um, you know, I thought it was a great episode, and I know I've probably been a fairly vocal negative Nancy, but I feel like, um, you know, salvation is right around the corner for Lost, in my opinion, and I think the the guys can, uh, you know, probably get on the right side and uh, kind of pull it all together. So that's kind of it, and... Um, just looking forward to the podcast, and boy, we're just running out of them, aren't we? All right, see ya. Thanks, John. It's good to hear from you that you really liked this episode. Uh, I do think maybe you were in the minority of feeling really, really good about it. I thought it was really good. It, it was pretty good. <laughs> not the strongest this season, but the whole season's not the strongest, in my opinion. Well, okay. It has been a very weird season, and I just, when I was re-watching it on Hulu today, you know, I, I go to the thing where it has all the episodes, and, you know, it has a little picture from each episode that you hit play on, because, uh-huh. you know, that's how Hulu works. And I was just kind of thinking, it's been a really weird season where it's been kind of schizophrenic and all over the place and a little bit disjointed, but each and every episode has been really good, mm-hmm. I thought. Mm. So... I, I still think that it's a good season, and I've really enjoyed it, but I guess I can kind of understand a little bit why people have been a little bit more frustrated, like, where is all of this going and everything? So, I think as a whole, it's not as strong of a season, but each individual episode has been awesome, for the right. most part. and I like how you use the word schizophrenic, because we've had Flash Sideways, we've had Island stuff, Yeah, we've had... You know, massive backstory it's, it's episodes. It's even hard to remember the beginning. Like, oh, they were... It was aftermath of the bomb and Juliet dying. It's so hard. Yeah. It's so long ago to remember now. But I I feel like... I don't know any spoilers, but I feel like the finale is just going to tie it together in some way that will hopefully make the whole season seem a lot more coherent and yeah. cohesive. So we can look at it and be like, okay, season six. You know, this is what they were doing with season six. Yeah. And that'll be a great thing to look back on. But to be clear, I'm not complaining about <laughs> season six. Just saying it's been a little weird. It, yeah, it has been weird. Kind but of up and down. Like, you oh. know, but I've been along for the whole ride and I'm just, I'm just enjoying having it there. So it's been kind of disjointed, but I wouldn't trade any of it. Yeah. So... so Methodic John, we do appreciate your comments, and especially since you were the one a few weeks ago saying you were thinking of giving up until after the finale, we're glad you stuck with it, and now you got an episode you really love, and you're... That's how it goes. Yeah, (laughs) back on board, so that's great. All right, the last voicemail we have today is the JD Man. Hello, Anna. Co-host Denise, this is the JD Man. And I'm sorry to do this, but I'm going to have to complain about this week's episode but more specifically, the end of this week's episode. The important revelation. Man in Black, or whatever his name is now, and Fake Mama, are Adam and Eve. OMG! Yeah, come on. Really? Let me try to explain it this way. When you're making a TV show, it's a lot like building your own puzzle. You know, the little pieces, you know, this one doesn't fit here because it's on the top of the picture or whatever. You go through and you create all of these things you want and you have to match them together to make the picture. But then the network is unhappy with some things and it makes you pull them out. 
and then you have to cover it. And then there's some things you really like, but you're not going to have time to put in. So you got to take those out. And then you have your picture, and then suddenly you come across something that you had to take out because you really didn't explain it. But you find a place to stick it in and say, oh, look, we answered this. Yeah. Well, how do you know they didn't do that before? <laughs> okay, maybe I don't. But I'm sure that's how it went. And the proof of that would be when they have that little flash of uh, Kate and Jack and Locke. And they're like, hmm, what's this? Uh, oh, it's Adam and Eve. Ha 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 ha. Yeah, unless they decided to turn the last three weeks of this show into Lost for Dummies, I'm pretty sure that's a safe bet. Now I'm going to take my negativity and go home. Talk to you guys later. Thank you for your voicemail, GD Man. We appreciate hearing your opinion. Uh, I mean, I, I agree. said before I kind of agree about the Adam and Eve thing. It was kind of like bashing us over the head, but... I also read, um, there's an interview with Damon and Carlton, uh, I think yesterday, it's kind of floating around, a link to it, and they were talking about the way they're revealing answers, and they said this episode they knew would be kind of divisive, and I think, um, the point of what they were saying was, um, they're not going to do any answers that they don't feel, basically. Like, if it doesn't feel natural... If it feels like they're forcing it into the show to try to put an answer mm -hmm. in, then they're not going to do it. And the example that they gave was Outriggers, <laughs> where we've been wondering, like, who's going to be on the Outriggers? Are we ever going to see it? And they were basically like, you know what? If there's no way that we can, like, get the right people that we had in mind that we're going to be the Outriggers, if there's no way to do that, if it doesn't fit into the show, we're not going to do it. Yeah. So I guess that in this case, they must have felt that it fit to put in this these scenes from season one and kind of I don't know do I, that, just, but... I just think it would have been better without that part it would have been more emotional mm -hmm. it is if you watch the the one that Alex cut that's on YouTube it's, yeah I'll have to look it's at that. really nice it's more about Jacob and about his relationship with his mother and his brother and laying them there to rest than about yeah. oh hey remember our other losties which is like whoa that takes you out of you know whatever whatever time period it is speaking of which on Geronimo Jack's beard when they look at the script, mm -hmm. apparently in the script it said something about how the time was about 2,000 years ago. So that gives us a much better frame of reference to know what we're dealing with. We're basically dealing with zero, mm -hmm. around the year zero, which is pretty cool. I mean, they're living, like, the time of Christ, mm -hmm. which is an all, another interesting parallel. Maybe he'll show up next week. <laughs> oh, dear, I hope not. <laughs> that would really mess with your head, wouldn't it? Oh, <laughs> that would mess with a lot of things, but <laughs> we won't go there. Okay. <laughs> But, yeah, I, I definitely agree that that did kind of feel like Lost for Dummies. They're like, we're going to hit you guys with the clue by four. <laughs> the clue by four. Oh, wow. I always enjoy any time to use that phrase. That's good. I didn't make it up. Oh, I've never heard it before. Oh, well, okay, so I made it up. No. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thanks, JD, man. We do appreciate hearing from you. And we agree. Yeah. All right, so let's move on and uh, look at some emails and blog comments. Uh, you want to go first with some emails there? Uh, first one, um, part of Scotty Six comment says, So does Man in Black know that he is dead? Huh. That's a good question. I mean, he really might not know that he's dead, but I guess that depends on if the smoke monster 
you know, is him or if the smoke monster is just inhabiting his body. Yeah, if it's his consciousness carrying on. Obviously, he said in that other episode, I forget which one, when he was talking to Sawyer, I used to be a man. So he knows he's not a man anymore. Yeah. So I would assume he also knows that his physical body is someplace else. But does that mean he's actually technically dead, even? Yeah, I don't if know. If his soul, if his consciousness keeps on living? I don't maybe know. Maybe that doesn't count as being dead. I mean, that's a pretty complex question. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's aware that he's altered. He's not what he used to be. Yeah. And obviously, after he's lived 2,000 years or whatever, he's he's going to know, you know, this isn't normal. <laughs> and, and Jacob would, too. Mm-hmm. So, that's a good question. Hmm. Uh, let's see. We've got some good comments here from Coke Logic. He says, um, before this episode, people might deduce that Jacob was some sort of fallen angel with magical powers, basically inhuman. But now we see that Jacob couldn't have related more to Ben's pain. What Jacob meant was, what about you? What about me? Jacob has suffered just as greatly, if not more, for the sake of the island, essentially giving his life to become the protector, a job that he didn't want. So it's understandable, while Jacob was moved, he wasn't completely swayed by Ben's tragic story. For at the time, Ben was mostly obsessed with power and being the leader of the others, a title that lost almost all meaning in the wake of Jacob's death. Yet Jacob remained compassionate towards Ben as Miles read his ashes, Jacob's last thoughts, where he hoped that he was wrong about Ben. Hmm. I really like what Kuklogic is saying there with uh-huh. the, Jacob's question not being a, what about you, like, in the sense that he just, you know, is sort of writing Ben off, but the fact that he's like, well, what about you, what about me? I've been dealing with this for 2,000 years, don't you think I'm tired of it? Why doesn't yeah. anybody ever think about me, come to replace me? And just let me go off into oblivion like fake mommy or, you know, whatever. So, I I like that. That's good. Yeah. Uh, Bob in Montreal wrote on the blog, When Crazy Island Mother gave Jacob the wine and said, You and I are now the same, it seemed like that was the voice of the island, so whoever takes on the Jacob role essentially is the island. Given the qualities of the mother, it seems like those qualities are now divided among Jacob and Man in Black. So the island itself is divided. I wonder if the task of our losties is to repair the divide. Ooh. Yeah. Maybe. Good idea from Bob. Um, actually being the island, I'm, I don't know if they are, like, the island personified. Like, maybe somehow the island was speaking through her for that part or something? Maybe, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, she was, she was muttering something when she poured him the wine. Yeah, I, I tried to, I turned on the Hulu closed captions with it today, but it just said speaking in Latin. Oh, I was upset. I'm sure someone out there has translated that, but I forgot to look for that. Um, Carl wrote on the blog, I'm a tad disappointed with this episode. Since the introduction of the others, we have been beaten over the head with the idea that the island has to be protected. It has been the driving motivation and justification for everything Jacob and the others have done so far. Committing mass murder, crashing planes, abducting children are acceptable because the ends justify the means. I thought this episode was the perfect opportunity to let us know exactly why the island needs protection. Who does it need protection from, and what are the consequences of failure? Fake Mom said that magic light is in all of us, and if it's tampered with, it will go out everywhere. I guess that's bad. Wish we knew why. If people shouldn't mess with the light, why let them hang out digging holes for decades? (laughs) I think Jacob and Man in Black don't themselves have a full understanding of what's going on. That makes me worry that we won't find out either. Hope I don't sound like a giant lost hater. It is still my favorite show of all time. I have a good feeling by the end it will all make sense. That's from Carl. (laughs) Uh, I think he has some good points about um, 
why does the island need protection? Why does yeah. this light need protection? It seemed like she blindfolded them to lead them there, but everyone else seems to be having trouble finding it. They've never seen this tunnel of light, even though it's not really hidden. There's like a path straight towards it and a creek. If you just followed the creek along, you'd find it. So if it's somehow hidden, like Jacob's cabin, kind of hard to find, Yeah. then why does it need protection? And is it really so bad? I mean, we know the men were corrupt, but is it so bad to want to leave the island? Is it so bad to harness the energy and use it for something? Although I guess harnessing it and using it is different than actually entering it, which we saw, of course, created the smoke monster. So yeah, that, I would say, is certainly a bad consequence of that. Yeah. But just using it to leave the island, maybe not so bad, unless you turn it too many times. We saw it get stuck at the end of season mm -hmm. four. That obviously did not turn out so well. Yeah. That kind of killed a few people. Could have gone better. <laughs> yeah, maybe. So, All right, thanks, Carl, for writing on the blog. Um, let's see. Uh, we got some good comments here from Rich in Virginia. Okay. Since we now know that Jacob's birth brother is dead from heading down the Tunnel of Light, I'm thinking that soul-stealing Smokey is either looking to just fulfill Man in Black's original curiosity of what's across the sea, or if he's looking to actually unleash Armageddon on the world. I'm wondering how long it took for Smokey to realize that he can shapeshift and manipulate objects, as we've seen with the backpack on Flock and the decanter of wine when Jacob gave it to Man in Black. But... We've also seen bullets go through him, as seen in The Candidate, when Widmore's people were firing at him, and let's not forget when Saeed stabbed Flock and Flock pulled out the bloodless knife. Mm -hmm. He seems to be an entity with vast powers, but for a flying, smoke-filled, soul-stealing villain, good name, by the way, he's <laughs> unable to cross the sea. Maybe he's allergic to fish, since he declined Jacob's offering from the last episode of Season 5. I guess every superhero and villain has their weakness. He can he eat, though. You know, I wonder if that is why he has, why he can't really go smoky over the water because, because that was the one thing that he wanted was to go across the sea. Huh. You know? I like that. It's like you kind of get advantages, but then there's also like a curse on you. And the yeah. curse is that you can't have the one thing you want most. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I wouldn't Ooh, I, like I wouldn't have thought of that if Rich hadn't written that, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's good. And then um, he also says, in regards to Claudia appearing to teen Man in Black, could it be the pre-smoke monster trying to trick him, lead, or manipulate him? Mother had to have had some premonition of what was going on, uh, what was going to happen to the ancient others. Once she knocked out Man in Black by bashing his head on the wall, do we really think that if she was a mere mortal, she could drag him up a ladder? Then pillage and plunder the ancient other's village and fill the donkey will well with two dump truck loads of dirt. I agree. <laughs> All in the time that Jacob didn't even notice she was gone while yeah, he was at home. Yeah, for was sure. He, was he weaving at that point or doing something else? Um, I forget what he was doing, yeah. but you know, for him not to be it like, would have taken hey, a you've while. been gone for a week, mother, what have you been yeah. doing? <laughs> um, he says, I think she was either in cahoots with pre-Smokey or is some other type of entity. Just like Anna said, uh, they never showed Mother with any type of weapon or even a garden shovel, for that matter. So what does that lead us to believe? Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is kind of uh, that is kind of weird because there was fire, mm -hmm. and there was like rocks and dirt everywhere, and it would have taken a lot of dirt to fill in that well. Yeah, it would have taken. That was her pretty a substantial. Work. Yeah. Uh, ben wrote on the blog that he would still like to know why the island is important and why they need to protect it. So uh, more people saying that. And he yep. also says, this better not end with aliens. And Miss um, Wright also wrote on the blog, 
about the comment from Man in Black to Jacob looking down on us from above. And she said, reminds me of God looking down on us or maybe someone looking down from a, wait for it, <laughs> spaceship. <laughs> oh, no. Miss Wright keeps telling me on Twitter it's it's going to be aliens. but Well, that's what Lehu has no. been saying for years. Yeah, but Lehu doesn't watch Lost. <laughs> she doesn't know. Hey, you can still guess. So my dad says, too, and he doesn't watch it either. <laughs> If it is... Well, you know, if all these people have never seen it and that's what they're guessing, maybe, you know... It's a vast conspiracy of all the people who want to drive me crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they seem to be succeeding. (laughs) Yeah. It's not going to be aliens, okay? (laughs) Kelly wrote on the blog, This period episode has left more ambiguity, which I guess you can say is the basis for Lost. With that aside, this episode being presented right after the crushing candidate has left me feeling confused. In the last episode, it was plain to see that Man in Black was a bad, bad man. In this episode, you start to sympathize with him because we begin to understand his motivation for going home. It's pretty heartbreaking. But then he killed his mother, and we're forced to believe that he is evil again. Then Jacob appears to be an unwilling patsy to to something he doesn't seem to truly understand. Not very leader-like. Maddening. (laughs) So, really good points on, yeah. on their character. And... Yeah, I, I think that Man in Black, you know, definitely got a little bit more sympathetic with this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, wasn't really inf- expecting to feel that for him. Yeah, you see what influenced the way he became, but still, if you want to take it back to choices, the choices he made were still joining the corrupt men and killing his But he said that was mother. just means to an end. Means to an end that's a selfish end. I want to go home. Right, but, all, what if, but what if there's more to it? I don't know. Is it worth killing all these people just so he can go home? To a home he doesn't even know what it is? I don't know. I don't know. You have anything else? Um, no, I am good on what my pages. You? Okay, uh, this is from Arturo. He had a really good question here. Did Jacob accidentally kill his brother before he reached the Cave of Light and thus the smoke of death was born? Or was the smoke trapped in there for a long time, waiting for a fresh corpse? I like his question here about did Jacob kill his brother, especially because... Like when he tossed his head onto that rock? Yeah, whatever he did, threw him in the water and he seemed yeah. to be unconscious as he floated in there. Was he already dead? Yeah, I hadn't really thought about that, but because that's a good idea. Because not supposed to be able to hurt each other, so what does that mean? I mean, Jacob bloodied his face twice, though. Yeah. That was interesting. She did say hurt and not kill. Mm-hmm. But... I guess maybe it's a degree of how badly they're hurt. I don't know. But even still, that seems to go against what the mother said. So did what the mother, whatever she did to make it so they couldn't hurt each other, did it really hold? Well, okay, we actually, we see Jacob beating up his brother twice. Right. But we never see Man in Black lay a hand on him. Oh, there's more character stuff, you know. You know? (laughs) I mean, obviously he kills fake mommy, but we never actually see Man in Black hurting Jacob. Hmm. Maybe it's more that she knows that Jacob would never actually kill him, and she makes it so Man in Black can't kill Jacob because she knows that he will want to. You know, the whole, how bad, do you know how badly yeah. I want to kill you thing. So maybe she kind of arranged it like that, because she knows Jacob is is the better one of the two. He's not going to lie. She probably assumes he's not going to kill his brother, take revenge for her murder. But you mm. know what they say about assuming. No, what do they say? Well... It makes a butt out of you and me only, you know, the other words. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. DJ Chow on the blog. Okay, this episode is what I call a lost smoothie. <laughs> so many things in it that blended together to give me something yummy and good to satisfy me, but having no idea why. <laughs> well, 
I like smoothies, and it's really hot in here right now, and a smoothie sounds so good. <laughs> I haven't had a smoothie in a long time. Oh. All right, back to DJ Tao. <laughs> so this is my theory. So I guess everyone has a little of the light that is shown at the center of the island, and I'm guessing the manipulation of that energy can cause someone to, let's just say, have gifts. So maybe people in the show who couldn't die, like Richard and some of the candidates, the light energy in them is different. Maybe that's why Walt is so special with his powers that he has somehow a variation of the power within him. I'm guessing when the mother transfers ownership of the island to Jacob, she transfers the light that was in her to him, and that's why she was able to die, and now Jacob is who he was before he died. Is that how Hurley and Miles got their powers somehow? I guess he would he would say that too since he said that um, maybe that's how Walt is special. Yeah. Yeah. And also, how come in the beginning the mom said Smokey could never leave the island? Was it because she thought he was the one to guard the island? Because, as shown in the previous season, Jacob was able to leave the island and come back. Oh, maybe. Yeah, so it seems like the person who protects the island doesn't necessarily have to stay there. That seems backwards. It, it, yeah, it does. Can you blame Smokey for growing up the way he did with his mom murdered and this old lady telling him he can't do things and never explaining why? And poor Jacob grew up second fiddle to Smokey. I'm surprised that Jacob didn't get jealous and turn on the mother. I can see why he grew up with the philosophy of not interfering with people who came to the island and letting them make their own choices. Hmm. That's also interesting, though, because the mother had this philosophy of these people don't belong here, but Jacob had this idea that I'm going to bring them here so they can prove that they're good. Or maybe he just wanted to to see that they could be good after seeing his brother influenced so negatively by the men that he was with. Maybe he was just so desperate to find something good in men that he yeah, just kept bringing maybe. them. But then it That's also seemed idea. like a personal argument between them, mm -hmm. between the two of them. Like, I have to prove you wrong. I don't know. Um, Guinevere wrote on the blog, Mother was both the protector and destroyer for the island, which I think that's interesting to call her the destroyer, since we did assume that she destroyed the whole village. So. Hmm, yeah, yeah, I guess so. And it doesn't look like she had a choice in being the protector. She did have a choice, albeit an uninformed choice, to become the protector, or um, as we like to call it, Smokey. There's only... One reason she would know the properties of the Cave of Light she had been in it. So, Guinevere hmm. is basically putting forth a theory that she is also a smoke monster. But I still think that if she had gone in the cave, the light would have gone out. Unless the light grows back over time. And or, gets maybe the light was something different, and then she went in it, and then it changed to what we have seen. Like it was bad before, and she went in, and it became light, and then the next time somebody went through... Like if she was... In more inherently good at the beginning and it took well, her yeah good. like maybe it kind of shifts the island you know like like depending on the color of the light like maybe the island's not <laughs> so good or maybe it's a little bit better kind of like a scale hmm. i don't know yes it's possible that's kind of rambling yeah. <laughs> but yeah she also says um i think that when jacob sent brother into the cave of light his soul was ripped away from his human body and that's what man in black was talking about to richard in the ripping away it seems that brother's soul was twisted and therefore, Smokey is more evil than we ever saw Brother be. Oh, I like that. Hmm. Yeah, I, I would just ask, you know, in return, where is his soul now? Is his soul just out there, or is his soul a part of Smokey, you know? At Dairy Queen getting a smoothie. Mmm. <laughs> sounds good. <laughs> uh, Seth wrote on the blog, Love the episode, and especially love that we still don't have a name for the man in black. So, hey, there's somebody in favor of not having a name, <laughs> like in the mystery. 
At this point, I hope they never reveal his name, as no matter what name were provided, it would be a letdown. I prefer to think of the Man in Black as a nameless, malevolent force forever trapped on the island. As always, every question on the show, um, the show answers raises a dozen more questions, and to be honest, that's part of why I think a lot of us love Lost. The answers are not um, nearly as satisfying as the questions they raise. As always, I have a theory. Mother told Jacob that entering the light was a fate worse than death. What is worse than death? Worse than death? Being transformed into a smoke monster, immortal, but never able to leave the island. Mother knew this because she herself once entered the light and emerged smoke monster. This is sounding like a popular theory. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everything Mother did in the episode, from bringing Claudia to the island... Oh, she's... He's saying oh. that uh, Mother brought Claudia to the island instead of it just being an accident. Interesting. Hmm. Hadn't thought that that might be happening. Yeah, me neither. But what about the other people? She didn't seem to want any of the other people. But she did. Maybe she didn't want them, but she needed them. Right. Especially with her saying thank you when she died. Uh-huh. That maybe she had this planned out all along. Like, I need a replacement. It's about time. But mm-hmm. then she said that those people were always on the other side of the island, didn't she? They weren't mm-hmm. other shipwrecked people. They were other people that were But Claudia there. said that they... It sounded like they were maybe Claudia's people. I don't know. I need to rewatch again now. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot. <laughs> uh, from bringing Claudia to the island to developing a rivalry between young Jacob and Man in Black to murdering the other people, um, it was done with one goal in mind, manipulating the Man in Black into killing her, allowing her to finally die. Which... It's kind of like Man in Black and Jacob. It's a lot to go through just to get to that one point where you can die. <laughs> yeah, but I suppose if you're immortal and you have to jump through those hoops and you are just tired of being there, you're going to do what you got to do. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, Dave in Detroit also wrote on the blog, um, This episode leaves a lot to be desired. I mean, if we were told and shown stuff, but it wasn't really explained why or how. The mom that raised them is just another character that tells us stuff and does things without explanation, and now she needs an origin episode. (laughs) I kind of agree with that. (laughs) Also, I never felt Man in Black's deep motivation for leaving the island to go where? Somewhere he's never been to live with people he doesn't know? Um, So, yeah, I mean, I agree with Dave. I, I said that earlier. Why does he want to get off island when he doesn't know what's waiting there for him? I think it's not going I think to fit in. you know I think it kind of goes to what I imagine it would feel like if you were adopted. You you know you have you you have your home you have your family but you just you want to find that part of you that's missing. But two thousand years later, he's not going to be able to. Well, find he probably his... really wants to go then. Yeah, but he's not going to be able to find relatives, is he? Is he going to find a genealogy and he's going to trace it back 2,000 years and find out where he came from, really? Every person came from somewhere. I know, but I don't know if it'd be traceable that far back, especially if they just wrote down, like, lost at sea. I don't know, but I mean, even if, you know, even if he can't meet the relatives, maybe just knowing where he came from would be enough for him, you know? Knowing that there really is something else out there and, and, you know, like... I just feel like he's missing a part of his, like, of his heart or his soul because so, he doesn't know where home is. So ghost mommy couldn't just tell him? Now that he's in smoky form and we've no. seen her on the island, he can't just find her somehow and be like, all right, let's sit down and have a little talk about what's across the sea, where did we come from, who is my father? You I know. don't know. I mean, I, I think that the, it's something that he would just need to see for himself, probably. Mm-hmm. Even if it was 2,000 years later, and it's obviously not ancient times anymore. Mm-hmm. It's, I don't know, I think it would just be that whole, he he feels complete knowing where he came from. Hmm. I guess so. If that's true, 
it also means Widmore's wrong about everything ceasing to be, if he can actually get off the island and go to his home. So, I don't know, so many questions. Oh, well. Um, Alright, I think that's all we have right now as far as blog comments, emails. So, let's go over to the character award poll. Last week, we had a very uh, emotional one of Saeed versus Jin, two men that both gave their lives sacrificially for their friends in that episode. So, um, it was an overwhelming win for Saeed here. 74% of the votes, as opposed to Jin's 26%, both for committing selfless acts. So, that's really interesting, I think. Um, and how about, how about character poll for this episode? Kind of hard, huh? Mm -hmm. We didn't have that many characters. They're all new. Kind of hard to say any character grew. Yeah. I would, um, I guess just... In remembrance of the real mother, I would nominate the real mother for giving birth on an island in a strange okay, place was, where she didn't know. I was like, for what? <laughs> for being brave. <laughs> and so, uh, who else would we have? Um, <laughs> maybe Jacob for taking on the job of protecting the island even though he didn't want to. He kind of did it with a bad attitude, but he, you know, we kind of have seen that he's grown into the role. And he takes it very seriously, at least. And also, he seems to be the good kid. He doesn't lie. So I would nominate him. Can't really nominate Man in Black. Why not? Because he's with the corrupt men. He ran away from the mother that tried to raise him, and he killed her. <laughs> but he was... I mean, he never raised a hand back to Jacob when Jacob beat him up twice. Hmm. Is that worth being on the character pool? If you say so, we can put it sure, on Sure, we need three choices. Because, okay. I mean, otherwise, like, Claudia, I mean, she was on there for, like, five <laughs> seconds. I know, but, you know, she's got to be remembered somehow. Yeah, <laughs> so I, I would say Man in Black only for not raising a hand back to Jacob. Hmm. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, we'll have to see what other people think about that. I think that's good. We only had basically four characters in the whole episode. Yeah. So, all right. Um, next week, we're doing initial reaction. Yep, on Tuesday. And we won't be doing our normal weekly show because there's really no time between yeah, that and finale no time at all. on Sunday. Um, we are going to the Lost Live interview that is being shown in the local theater. It's being shown at lots of local theaters. So if you haven't looked into that yet, I think the web address is fathomevents.com. And that is on Google the 20th, Fathom Events. correct? It's on Thursday the 20th, 8 p.m., buy a ticket, and it's a New York Times interview with Damon and Carlton. Should be good. Mm -hmm. Someone on Twitter today showed me that, told me that they might be showing, like, six minutes of the finale. Oh, I don't so, know if I want to see that. Well, I, it's three days before the finale. Yeah. So I think, you know, if Damon and Carlton are willing to show it, because they're against spoilers for the yeah. finale, they don't want it to be ruined, but if they want to show us something, just get us excited for watching the finale. I think at yeah, this point... Yeah, because we're not excited already. It's like three days. It's not like being spoiled on the whole season. It's three days okay. until you get to actually see it okay so i'm still a little iffy on that it's it's kind of weird it kind of feels well, like going against our conscience on the well, spoiler okay thing. <laughs> but i mean think about it if you had seen the first six minutes of the season five finale i mean remember how just shock and yes. awe that was yes but that would also be a really great teaser to give us to make us go oh wow i want to see this finale right now and also if they had done that with season five we wouldn't have really seen them again like like that, you know, in 1867 with the Black Rock coming in. Yeah. It's not like the whole episode was that, but that was just like, wow. Yeah. So we'll see. Who knows what they'll show. 
Yeah. Um, and who knows what they'll talk about. I don't really know, but I'm just assuming that it'll be, be awesome, too spoilery sure. at this point. But it'll be fun. And if you're in the Bloomington area and you haven't already let us know, uh, if you're coming to the theater, let us know. Or come up and introduce yourself. Yeah, we'll we'll be wearing lost shirts of some sort. We definitely will. <laughs> and you've seen our picture on the blog. Yes, so. our picture's up on our blog if you want to know what we look like. So you yeah. can come say hi. Yeah, come say hi if you're in the area. Showplace eleven East. East. Showplace East in Bloomington. Which is lame because the West one's so much better. Yeah, well. <laughs> the lost thing was in the newspaper today. My mom showed. Oh, it was to it me. really? Yes, it was cool. that's cool. Yes. And let's see. Any other announcements? I'm still going to the. The Lost Finale with GSPN. Miss Wendy's going to be there. I know. I'm so excited for you to meet her. You have to get so many pictures. Oh, we will. We will take pictures and we'll call into Axel's show. We'll probably do our own podcast. And Yeah, we'll, we'll have to figure out what all we're going to do for uh, for finale podcasting. Yeah, I think if anyone's interested in seeing what's going on that night, just go to TalkShoe.com. I'm <laughs> if sure... If it's not crashed. Oh, I know. I think it's going to be insane. I think everyone will probably be doing a show on TalkShoe that night where yeah. people can call in and participate react and cry and whatever else we're doing that night so try to get a little bit of sleep <laughs> but yeah and uh stop by our blog jacobscabinpodcast.com and you can still vote on that poll about are you taking the day off are you calling in sick to work which you shouldn't do don't lie to your Call boss ahead. don't plan ahead don't make your co-workers have a bad day yeah or just take off <laughs> half a day so you can sleep in yeah yeah work something out don't lie to your boss <laughs> that's what i say okay <laughs> we're goody two shoes can you tell uh all right well thanks everyone for listening and we'll talk to you next week bye the music in this episode was provided by the pod show pod safe music network Check them out at music.podshow.com. Uh, what Jacob couldn't have related to... Wait. Pause. He says, um, since we now know that Jacob's birth mother is dead from heading down the... Since we now know that Jacob's birth brother is dead... He feels complete knowing where he came from. Hmm. I have no thoughts. <laughs> this is bad. It's getting late.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.